is true, isn't it? Would you open your precious Bible tonight to the book of Hebrews chapter 12, and we want to finish up the thought that we started this morning, and um, I hope and pray that you've thought about the four statements. Uh, we'll, we've said them, I think, quite a few times this morning. I'll say them again tonight, but we're dealing with the remedy for the root of bitterness, root of bitterness, and we've been talking about that this morning, I've been dealing with this message for weeks in my own life. And uh, like I said to you this morning, uh, we're going to give the outline tonight. I dealt with some introductory statements this morning. But in Hebrews chapter 12, the Bible says in verse number 14, if you're there with me, if you'll read along with me there uh, as I read, uh, the Bible says in verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 12, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person, as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought carefully with tears. Heavenly Father, I pray again you'll help us tonight. Speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, we talked to you this morning about just simply dealing with the remedy. And I told you tonight we'll deal with the remedy. We looked at the roots. But before we look again and just touch on the roots of bitterness again, I want to just again give you these four quick statements. Everyone has been hurt. Everyone has been hurt. Number two. Every, all of these hurts can turn to bitterness. They, they don't have to, but they can. That is determined how we deal with these hurts. We are also told here in this passage of Scripture, the Bible tells us that we are not to fail of the grace of God. So God tells us that we are to handle these hurts or deal with these hurts with grace. And we went into a little bit about that grace. What is grace? Uh, it's unmerited favor. No, it's really more than unmerited favor. It is simply uh, doing good for those who deserve bad. Doing good for those who deserve bad. Now, we are thankful that God has loved us and given us grace. He's given us more than we deserve. But to be honest with you, you know as well as I do, we're all sinners he gave us more. He gave us good when we had nothing but bad to give Him. And so I want you to know we are to love and we are to extend grace in the context of hurts and bitterness like God, not to fail of the grace of God. But then the fourth statement is really to me the most helpful one. Because of these hurts, and we find in this passage of Scripture, we understand that dealing with these hurts is not a one-time experience. Now look, I've preached this. I've heard it preached. I know I mentioned this morning. But you know, people will, will deal with this passage. I've preached on this passage before. And I said, look, if you're dealing with bitterness, get up here. Ask God to get rid of it for you. And, and, and deal with it the way it needs to be dealt with. And you come up here and God's going to help you. And there's going to be a quick fix to it. That's not what the Bible teaches. And so my fourth statement is this. This dealing with these hurts that cause bitterness, because the Bible says when they spring up, means they will spring up. So every time they spring up, we must exercise unto godliness over and over and over and over and over every time they spring up. 
We must exercise to godliness. Now, we understand this. We've talked about it. Those were the four statements. Then I want you to notice we've talked about, we looked at our text. We see here in verse number 15, the Bible says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness. So we talked to you about roots. Now, we said this this morning. Roots, roots are not something you see. Roots are covered. And like I told you, the trees, the leaves are complimented. We compliment the fruit. We compliment the flower. But I've never looked at a tree and said, oh, man, I want you to know those are just beautiful roots. Why? Because roots are covered. And we talked about that this morning, that when we have a root of bitterness, we've got something going on in our life. I can't see it. I really don't know what's going on in your heart and life. Why? Because it is covered. These roots of bitterness. You allowing me to see what you want me to see. I'm seeing the expression that you have chosen to put on your face at this moment or through the whole time. But to be truthful, there could be people here this evening dealing with great bitterness in their heart and nobody knows it but you because they're covered. Number two, not only are they covered, these roots cause. These roots cause every time that these hurts are brought up. And by the way, you're human. Things are going to be triggered. There's going to be anniversaries of maybe of a day of something terrible happened to you. And that's going to be a day that you're going to have to struggle with that hurt that is trying to cause that bitterness. And so every time that those roots spring up, every time they cause you to hurt, then we see not only that, we know that these roots not only are covered, they cause, but number three, they come out. They come up. See, what's in you comes out. What's in me comes out. And someone that is full of bitterness, they're dealing with bitterness, it comes out. These roots cause it to come out. What's in you comes out. Just like I said, if we squeezed an orange here tonight, orange juice is going to come out. Why? Because it's what's in there. So that's why it's so very important that we understand the roots of these bitterness. And by the way, it's not that you're never going to deal with these roots because the Bible never says right here, it never says in this passage that you're going to get rid of bitterness. It very clearly says they will spring up. So as they spring up, we must meet, we must meet Those roots springing up with what? Every time we must exercise ourselves unto godliness. So I want to talk to you not only about the root of bitterness, but I want to talk to you about the results of bitterness. We find it right here in the passage. The Bible says in verse number 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Notice this, lest any root of bitterness springing up. Notice this, here it is. If you're a sermon builder, It's right here in the text. The two results of dealing with bitterness and allowing bitterness and not exercising yourselves when these hurts come up that lead to bitterness will result in, number one, it's going to trouble you. It's going to affect me. It's going to affect you. It will affect you. It will change you. Listen to me. It will make you bitter. It will absolutely affect your relationships. It, will affect, it can affect the church. It can affect a place of business. It can affect your home and every relationship in it. Because I want to tell you something. The Bible says it will trouble you. Bitterness. You say, what's bitterness? It's a hurt that you just want to hang on to. 
It's a hurt that you just want to hang on to. Now listen, I'm preaching this message tonight and I'm going to be honest with you. My flesh, my human side, my humanity, I don't like it because the Bible says we are to meet these hurts, we are to deal with these hurts in grace. In other words, in context with that, if we're not going to fail the grace of God, that means if someone hurts us, we're to deal with that hurt in grace and we're to love those that hurt us. Then the Bible goes farther to say here in these results, the Bible says it will trouble you. You know, I've ever noticed something. Normally when someone is dealing with bitterness, someone is struggling with these hurts, someone is struggling and not exercising themselves into godliness and allowing this bitterness to take control of their life and for those roots to get in there and start to grow and to start to come out. Have you ever noticed nobody wants to be around somebody like that? Why? Because it affects their personality. It affects their outlook. The Bible says these roots of bitterness will trouble you. You know what amazes me? There are people right now that are troubled. They are the ones that have been offended. And most of the time, the offenders are not being bothered at all. Here's what's amazing. So many of us, we get so offended, we get so hurt, we allow these roots of bitterness to spring up, and to not only spring up, but when they spring up, we sit there and we let them grow, and they start to come out, and the person that we're upset with could care less. It hadn't affected them. They're eating, they're sleeping, they're going to work, they're not struggling, they're not having trouble going to sleep at night. They're perfectly fine. Why? Because the Bible says when these roots of bitterness come into your life and you allow them to come up and to come out and to stay there and to hang there without exercising and the godliness, listen to me, it troubles you. Affects you. Changes us. So God help us to understand, look, we're human. We're going to have hurts. You know why? Do you know why these roots of bitterness, these hurts, we have to deal with them over and over and over and over again in the span of our life? I'm going to tell you why. I told you this morning. Because it will always be true that somebody hurts you. We will never be able to change the fact that maybe we did get fired from our job. We can't change that. It will always be true that someone might have been hurtful to you and your family. We can't change that. So it's not like you're going to be able to come up here one time and say, all right now, Lord, I need you to get rid of this bitterness for me because it's a cancer. It's eating at me. And we get up and we think, oh, I'm free from that. Then three weeks later, something pops up that triggers again. And here we go. Here's what we say. Well, it didn't work. Well, that's not what God says anyway says we are to exercise in godliness every time. We have to do this over and over and over every time the hurt is, comes up. So we see the roots, we see the results. It troubles me, it defiles me. The result of not exercising when bitterness comes up troubles me. But not only that, another result not exercising ourselves into godliness when we're dealing with hurts that can cause bitterness. Remember, everyone's been hurt. Number two, these hurts can. They don't have to be, but they can lead to bitterness. They can make you bitter. They don't have to be, but they can. Number three, we ought to meet all of our hurts with grace. Number four, we must exercise every time those hurts spring up over and over and over. Exercise is profitable. 
Why not only that, we see that not only the result of bitterness troubles me, but it also defiles others. The Bible says right here in verse 15, the root of bitterness springing up troubles me. So there's the one result, it affects me. It affects my sleep. It affects my attitude. It affects my outlook. It can affect my church. It can affect my home. It can affect my relationships. And by the way, it will. But number two, the Bible says, and this is what we really need to understand, it can defile many. Troubles others. And here's what the Bible says, many. You know, it can affect my children. It can affect my grandchildren. It can affect my children long after I'm gone. It can affect a church. Do you know that it can affect the spirit of a church? And I'm sure Brother Godfrey's been in enough churches. And if you go into a church, sometimes you can just feel some things sometimes in a church. And you just can't put your finger on it. But lo and behold, normally what that is is somebody's upset with somebody else. Well, I'll tell you what, right now there ain't nothing to kill a church family spirit quicker than anything. You get two or three people and they're upset with one another and they're holding grudges with one another. They're bitter towards one another and they can't say anything good about one another. And boy, it affects the whole church. And the next thing you know, someone's like got mad. They're like, oh, I can control this. I can handle this. But no, what normally happens, the Bible says it defiles many. See, oh, Pastor Mark, are you saying to me tonight that if I come in here and I'm not exercising myself into godliness and I let these roots of bitterness just continue to grow and I'm not going to try to exercise myself when those things come up. Are you telling me that it can affect my church? You better believe it. If you're in a ministry in this church, it can affect a ministry in your church. And by the way, I'm not just preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. We're all human. We've all been hurt, Right? And we know that these hurts can lead to bitterness. They don't have to, but they can. But we also know that the Bible instructs us that we are to meet these hurts with grace. But then when we deal with this subject, we deal with these hurts when they trigger up, when they come up, then we must exercise ourselves as many times as we have to as they come up. And as I told you this morning, exercising is profitable. The more you do it, the more profitable things that take place. And yes, someone says, oh, time makes a difference. By the way, time does. As long as we continue to exercise in godliness when dealing with this subject of bitterness. Exercise ourselves in the godliness as we continue to exercise over and over and over. Can I say the results? It defiles others. It can affect your grandchildren. It can affect our families for years down the road. So I want you to know the Bible says less this fruit root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. That's a result. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I live the kind of life that I don't live to myself. No, you don't. There's not one soul in this building tonight that lives in yourself. You have influence on somebody. So we see the results of bitterness. But then I want to close tonight. I told you. Man, strep throat's been going crazy around here. I, I, several people raised their hand. You had it. You know, we talked about that. Thank God for penicillin. Amen? You know, all, all strep throat is is a bacterial infection. But here's what's amazing. If it goes untreated, it normally leads to death. 
turns into Scarlettina or Scarlet Fever, and we know that well. Kaylee was a champ. She was a pro at Scarlet Fever. She got it all the time. Actually, we didn't even know she had strep throat until she started getting the Scarlet Fever symptoms with the rash. And so anyway, Kaylee was raised on amoxicillin. Somebody say amen. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, <clears throat> But here's the thing. I thank God for the remedy of penicillin. You know, thousands of people died just simply because penicillin had not been discovered yet. And there was a simple remedy for strep throat. But even during the Civil War era, thousands of people died because they had no treatment for the sickness. Well, I got news for y'all tonight. We have a remedy for the root of bitterness. Three words. Ready? Number one. How do you do? I'll give you the word in a minute. How do I do good to those who deserve bad? How can we do good? When God says we're to meet these hurts with grace, how can I meet those when something really deserves doesn't deserve good, it deserves bad. How can I do this? I'm going to tell you this, we certainly don't feel like it. When we deal with a hurt, and we deal with someone or something that has absolutely hurt us, that is not our first normal human instinct that we want to do good to someone that has done bad, but God has told us that we're to meet this in grace and not to fellow the grace of God. And so how by God's name can we get help in dealing with bitterness and these hurts? How then? One word. Faith! What do you mean, Pastor? I'm going to be honest with you. The first thing I feel when I'm hurting over something is I certainly don't want to bless those that hurt me. Neither do you. And I certainly don't want to nor feel like doing good to someone that has hurt me so bad. So, Pastor Mark, how in the world can you tell me a remedy for dealing with bitterness is faith, because I'm going to tell you, it's this simple. We just have to believe what God says. For instance, perfect example, Joseph. Through the end of his life, he gets to the end of his life, he looks at his brothers, now here's what he said. He said, you sold me, but God sent me. I'm going to tell you all right now, when he was sold by his brothers, he didn't feel like blessing them. When he was in Potiphar's house and was lied about, he didn't feel like doing good, I'm sure, because he's human just like us. And the Bible clearly writes, we read, we know that he sinned, but we know that there's no sin, there's no charge to Joseph's character in the Word of God. Now we know he was a sinner, but you never read of anything that Joseph did. But I want you to know something. He's human just like us. When he was sitting there in prison, he was wondering, why have you forgotten me? I'm sure that he was struggling just like we did. But why could he say after many, many years, look at his brothers and say, no, it's okay. What you meant into evil God meant unto good. You sold me, but God sent me. Here it is. Y'all ready? We believe what God says that everything comes in our life can either make us better or bitter, and He desires for us to be better. The Bible says that we know the well known verse 
All things work together for good to them that love God. Now listen, that doesn't mean that all things are good. Certainly, his brethren putting him in a pit, talking about killing him, and then actually selling him to, to be a slave was not good. What right? Sinful. It certainly wasn't good that Potiphar's wife lied about him. That's sin. We know that's sin. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He was done wrong. He was sinned against. He was lied about. But see, he didn't talk about that at the end of his life when his brethren were there. Here's what he said. He said, you sold me, but God sent me. In other words, he said, I'm going to believe God. I know He has a purpose for my life. And that faith helps us to fight when we struggle with our hurts to allow bitterness to come up. Faith. Can I help all of you here tonight? That's all we have. It's never fair for you to be hurt. It's never fair when things happen to you unjustly. It wasn't fair for Joseph. It wasn't right but I'm telling you right now, we understand, we understand that God said to him, and he realized, look, God sent me. He believed God. He trusted God. Here it is. Y'all ready, Miss Sarah? He trusted God even when he didn't feel like it. That's it. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. We've all been hurt. We all deal with pain. And in the middle of struggling with those things coming up that can be triggered. And by the way, you're not so spiritual, so mystical that if things are not going to trigger things in your life. But yes, we need to get aggressive. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But when things come up in our life, these hurts can bring us to a place that hurt. They bring pain. They bring sorrow. But all we got is faith. In the middle of that pain, in the middle of that sorrow... In the middle of all that, we're trying to question, saying, why, 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 why? Here's what we can do when we don't feel like it, even though we don't feel like it, and even though we don't want to. I'm going to tell you the victory. One of the remedies of getting through bitterness is this. Just trust Him anyhow. We've got to believe Him. We have to believe Romans 8, 28 is true. We have to believe. We know faith, trust Him, even when you don't want to, even when you don't feel like it. That's all I got. I can't change the past. You can't change the past. All we can do is trust the Lord. And by the way, He does know best. We have to trust Him. See, Joseph said, look, you said, God, you sold me, but God said, He said, you know what? God sent me. God's will was being done. By the way, through sinful men. There was nothing right about those boys selling their brother. Nothing right about Potiphar's wife lying. It was sin. But I want you to know, overriding all of that, God had a plan for Joseph's life. And as we look at Joseph's life, he went through so many hurts. He trusted the Lord. And by the way, at the end of that thing, God's perfect will came out in Joseph's life. And yes, he realized that God had sent him. And that's what we have to do to struggle with bitterness. We have to trust God that he knows what he's doing, and he does. Faith. Number two. Forgive. (laughs) 
Oh, 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 I know, Pastor Mark. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, I know, Pastor Mark. Oh, I know. You just got to forgive and forget about it. Well, first of all, you can't forget about it. So if anybody ever tells you, well, I'll tell you right now, you haven't forgiven about it because you ain't forgot it. Well, you'll never forgive because you are not capable of forgetting things. You're not. Do you know there was things, I've said this before, there's things that's happened to me. Now, I, I can't remember everything when I was young, but I can remember some things, even as a young boy, I can still go back and tremble in fear in remembrance. There were certain people that I was scared of. Y'all, y'all have any remembrances of that? Like someone, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I know Kim knows this a little bit, but I had a Granny Harvey. I was a little scared of her. <laughs> granny Harvey, I'm telling y'all right now, I could, she always had a butcher knife in her hand. <laughs> Didn't she? Always had a butcher knife. And here's the thing I remember walking back there in my grandma's house. Y'all remember, and I seen one the other day in the thrift store. Y'all ever seen them old sewing machines, the tabletop with them old pump things on it? Man, she, and she had some kind of a cadence that went on with that. And that spooked me out when I walked in the room and see her doing that sewing machine. And here's another thing she always spooked me about. And by the way, nobody ought to tell kids this, but here's what she said to me. And she'd always say it. You better not go back there because the boogeyman's going to get you. <laughs> I ain't got much, but <laughs> she always had that butcher knife out. And I was a kid. And she looked like uh, she always had her hair braided. And I'm going to be honest, she was my granny, but I didn't know her very well. And I'm going to tell you what else. When I think of her, it scares me. I, I can think of other family members that could scare me. I can think right now of something happened at church one day and she looked at me so mean. I'm downstairs and I mean, I said, I got to get to my mama. And boy, I took off running. And man, she come up after me and I'm like, I was running for my life and I, I, I even busted through the doors like we were having church like right now and the preacher was preaching. Mark Brandon come busting through the doors crying for his mother because there was a family member chasing him. And I just knew she was going to kill me if she caught me. He said, oh, I'll just tell you right now, something's wrong with you. You just can't remember. No, listen to me. You're not capable of forgetting things. Someone says, oh, someone says, oh, yeah, just forget about it forgive it. No, that's not what forgiveness is. You know what forgiveness is? Look, let me tell you what it means. It means to cancel a debt. God help us. When you cancel a debt, there's not one there. Can I say this? It's giving up all right to bring it up and to retaliate with it. That's forgiveness. It's giving up every right to retaliate. That's forgiveness. It's not forgetting about it. You'll never forget about it. By the way, triggers. Triggers are going to happen. Triggers. You're going to live with them. There's going to be an anniversary of maybe a horrible day. There might be something come up. By the way, it could be a song that you hear. It could be a certain place. You could be a smell. It could be a smell that you smell. It could be anything of something small, and it brings that hurt up. Yep. We're sensual people. We associate all of those senses with memories. But when those come, Here's where we fail. When we choose the moment or the second.
to bring it up. So, Pastor, what do you do? You exercise. He <laughs> exercise. He exercise unto godliness. In that moment, I, I really wish, I wish I could tell you tonight, I could give you a verse right here tonight with this dealing with this subject that you get a quick fix. It's not going to happen. See, in this passage, the Bible doesn't say anything about your roots of bitterness going away. The Bible says they're going to spring up. He's trying to help us how to deal when they spring up. Because, you know, we've preached it for years. Oh, you just need to get right with God. You're not very spiritual. No, no, it ain't got nothing to do with it. It has everything to do. You're going to have hurts that are going to come up. And these roots are going to spring up. And we have to, number one, fight with faith. Number two, we must forgive. Number three, just simply this. You got to fight. The Bible says our weapons of our warfare are what? Are not carnal. The Bible says that we are to endure hardness as what? A good soldier. I want you to know the Christian life and dealing with bitterness, I'm going to tell you right now, it is a fight. It is a battle. And we better soldier up because you know I'm going to tell you it's not a physical battle where we're standing toe to toe or army to army. I'm going to tell you where the battle is. It is a battle of the mind. And the Bible tells us that we're to bring every thought into the captivity of Christ. And I'm going to tell you something. It takes aggressive battle and fight to do it. Because yes, it ain't fair. There's things that's happened to us that's not fair. There's things that's happened to us that hurts deeply. There are things that's happened to us that has cut us deeply. And so it is not the first thing we think of is we just want to forget it and we just simply want to fight. You know what we normally like to do? We love to give in to it. And we love to sit and dwell on it and we love to sit there and give us reasons why we can think that way and we love to sit there and talk about why we can feel so bad but to be truthful the remedy of dealing with roots of bitterness is you got to fight. You say, Pastor, what do you mean? Well, the Bible says we're to do good to them that deceitfully use us. What? Well, that don't sound like a fight. No, that's a fight of your life. Because you know what the world does. I'll tell you right now, we're going to live for revenge. That doesn't help bitterness. We're talking about getting a remedy for, for bitterness. It's not to go and do an eye for an eye or to get them back. No, the Bible says we're to do good to those that hurt. But the world looks at that and says, oh, y'all a bunch of weak Christians. No, we're strong. That's battling, that's fighting. We're fighting. We're trying to do good to them that hurt us. Hey, the Bible says we're to love our enemies. I don't know about y'all, but that's a fight. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Somebody does something bad to me. You know what? It's a whole lot easier for me not to like them than to love them. So it's a fight. It's a fight not to give in, not to give in. Hey, look, you better put up a fight. It's a fight. I wish I could tell you all tonight that it's not a fight. Oh, just come on up here. Man, you get down here and you're in hands and knees and you just pray to say, God, I want you to take all this bitterness away and, and, and you're never going to deal with it again. Listen to me. It's not true. You're going to deal with it again. But the remedy is, number one, faith. 
You trust the Lord, even when you don't feel like it. By the way, he'll sustain you through the night. (laughs) Number two, you ought to forgive. If you're here tonight and you're struggling with bitterness and you're dealing with that, I'm going to tell you right now, if you've not forgiven someone, and by the way, it's best for you to let them know you've done it. But I'm going to say this, don't tell them that if you're not ready to do it, because I'm going to tell you right now, that's just as damaging saying you forgive and then every little whip stitch you bring it back up again. You didn't do it anyway. That's just as harmful. It's just as hurtful. Don't go to someone and say, well, I'm going to forgive you. And then every little chance you get, or even with those little jabs or a little shank, you try to get your point across. Listen to me. That's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is canceling the debt. So we've got to forgive. Then the third one, got to fight. You just got to fight. You can't give in to it. The pastor, that just ain't fair. I know. But the Bible does tell us that we have to endure hardness as a good soldier. And some things just ain't easy. But I'm thankful. It's not always going to feel good, but I'm going to tell you this right now. If we exercise every time these hurts come up into, unto godliness, I'm going to tell you right now, in time, that exercise will be profitable. As I close tonight, as I shared with you this morning, when I was in 10th grade, we had to run a mile in a certain amount of time. Unbeknownst to me, every day we would go into that gym He would make us walk, then he would make us run. He'd make us walk, then he'd make us run. And he would up that thing every week, different times. And I was like, man, what is he doing? I had no idea at the end of the year we had to run a mile. What he was doing, he was conditioning us. We were exercising ourselves into getting conditioned, getting ready to be able to run that mile. By the way, I ran the mile about three minutes earlier than what I was supposed to. Now, prior to me being conditioned, by the way, I've even thought about that year. That year was the easiest of, if y'all ever live in West Virginia, you go grouse hunting, you go turkey hunting, you go deer hunting. If you know what the mountains look like, just looking at them will wind you. And I always wanted to get up onto the top, but I never liked the way of getting up there. But even that year that I ran and done all of that practicing and all of that uh, exercising of learning how to run that mile and walking. And man, that gym teacher, we would walk and run and walk and run and walk and run. Man, Willie Gill Holler that year was a whole lot easier coming up out of it. Why? Because I had exercised. And when I exercised, the trouble, the hardness got easier. By the way, depending on the offense, depending, depending on the hurts, it might take a little more time exercising, but keep exercising. And in time, your exercise will pay off. But in the meantime, faith, God, forgive, and fight. Amen? Lest this root of bitterness... Trouble you, and many be defiled. Let's stand to our feet tonight.
with head bowed and eyes closed tonight, can I just ask, I know it's a private thing. I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand. But I'm going to ask you to just search your heart. How many of you know that there's no doubt God wants you to have this truth, this help today? Maybe there's some things going on in your life, and God knows all about it. And this remedy needs to be put into your life. Can I ask this without raising your hand? How many of you know somebody, you know them well enough that they are consumed with bitterness? I'm going to ask whether it be for you, and it's it's a private thing, but I'm going to ask. Miss Cindy's going to play. Maybe God's put someone on your heart. And let me just say this. They need to hear this message. You can get it to them. Could I ask? None of you have to give a name. But how many of you, you, you know of someone that you love, but you, you believe, you think that they're struggling with bitterness? Would you be honest? You don't have to give their name, but would you raise your hand? You know anyone like that? Can I ask you, would you get the CD for them or have them watch online? Let them hear the truths of this message. We don't want our children to be affected, our grandchildren, our church family, the lost around us to be affected by a bitter spirit. God help us. Faith, forgiveness, fight. Father, we come to you this morning, this evening. We want to thank you for your goodness. We want to thank you for your grace. Lord, I am so thankful that you extended grace to us. Lord, it's more than unmerited favor. Lord, you gave good to when I deserve bad. So, Lord, I want to thank you for loving me and extending grace to me. Lord, I pray you'll help us to extend grace even to these hurts that can cause these roots of bitterness to spring up. And Lord, I pray you'll help us every time a root of bitterness springs up, I pray you'll help us to meet that in exercising unto godliness. And Lord, I pray you'll help us to trust you, to forgive, and to fight. Well, thank you for what you do. For we ask it in Jesus' precious name, and all God's people say it. God bless you. Now listen, we got a big meeting tonight. All of the children workers, if you do anything with children, it'd be very good for you to be in the meeting. And Sunday school workers, we're going to meet right over here in uh, Brother Milford's classroom, the Crusader classroom. And so we'll meet right here right now if you head over that way. Thank you, sir.